Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers, episode 33. Tonight we're talking censorship in music, the PMRC, and the Filthy 15. How are we doing tonight, boys? Excellent. Good. Real good. Awesome. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Other than all the brokenness that I explained before, but we don't need to get into that. So it's all it's all klutzness on my part. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. We're fucking awesome. We're rocking here. Got some great beers. Yes, indeed. And what an interesting topic. I think so too. I've been wanting to talk about it for quite some time. So Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I I'll save this for later. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk beer first, and then before, because I want to jump Let's right into it. it. Right, but uh, Mike, what are you drinking? Let's start with that. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> tonight I've got a Trench Brewery Bramble. It is a raspberry vanilla wheat ale, and it's a four point five percent. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Never heard of Trench. Where is that? That is out of Prince George. Hmm, I like that can too. Prince, yeah, it looks really, really cool. Let's see that. What do we got? Just really like. simple, naturey mountains, lakes. I like the logo too. Raspberries, yeah, it's a very cool one. Nice. And have you tried it? Not yet. This will be my this will be my first. So I got that, and I've got a uh, to go with our. Filthy 15, I've got the Filthy Dirty IPA from uh, Parallel 49. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. With some more great artwork from our last guest. Yeah, I noticed that stuff in the store. Steve like, Kitchen. Even more now. So. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's pretty cool. Uh, I am drinking... You guys, maybe I, you're going to have to tell me what this is because I don't, I've never heard of this kind, but this is, I have had Driftwood Brewery before, uh, but this is Crimea River Goss or Goose. Crimea oh, yeah, River. Go this can. <laughs> oh, 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 that Ooh. is awesome. Very Do you nice. know what, it, like she's what drown, that is? Drowning in tears. Is that a Goss? A ghost, like she's drowning in tears. Or a Ghost. I think it's a gose. Gose, you know, I don't know. Oh, a gose. I didn't even think that it, about I, that too. Yeah. yeah Has anybody ever tried that? It. Never. Okay. Well, I'm giving that a whirl. I mean, it's an, uh, it's an awesome can too. So, um, and Driftwood is in Victoria, right? Yeah. Yeah, Victoria. Yeah. Uh, and I mm-hmm. also have. So what is a, sorry, what is a gose? Yeah, it's you guys almost know what like is? a, yeah. No. Um, German beer. Uh, it's almost like a sour. It should have sort of like um, a citrusy taste to it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's got a very like <laughs> detailed like story on the side of the can, and I'm not going to read it, but um, it's pretty intense. Like it's not just tells you nothing about what, what the flavors are. It just like, yeah, it's it's funny. So I've got that. Huh. Uh, and maybe, you know what? I mean, if somebody from Driftwood Brewery wants to come on and talk to us about this beer and tell us what a gose or a goose or a 
Goss is. We'd love to have you on here. So you can give us the proper breakdown. Absolutely. And I also have the trail beer refinery. I have the happy hour lager. And oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then of course that is out of trail BC. Nice. Very simple can. Totally. Yep. And I've never had this before either. So I'm going to give her a whirl. Wicked. Dane over to you. Looks good. Looks good. Um, I'm also drinking driftwood or about to. I've got a, um, what's it called? Raised by Wolves IPA. That's a great can. And this too. is a pretty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my birthday, I asked Kira to go and just grab me some beers. And um, she, she, she doesn't know a lot about beer. She doesn't drink beer. But she went in and got some pretty awesome ones. So, yeah, she picked up this one, which is a pretty delicious. Actually, I'm not a fan of IPAs, but this one is really quite good. It's a 7%, so it's pretty strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I've got a Moon Underwater Hippus Funk Farmhouse IPA. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about this brewery, but I've heard of them. Uh, I think also out of Victoria. Sorry, Dane, what's uh, yes, it again? What's the name of the brewery again? This is a moon underwater. There you go. It's quite the beard. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I've got a Vancouver Island brewing Victoria Pilsner. That's going to be delicious. Nice. And then uh, a Tailsman West Coast Pale Ale. And this is just a nice, like, 4%, easygoing pale ale and these guys are out of i think they're out of vancouver actually 1345 clark drive but yeah i'm sorry this is a strange fellows that's the name of the brewery strange fellows brewing cool and this is a tailsman west coast pale ale another great can on that too oh yeah cure yeah. like the, the uh, yeah the fishes the strategically placed fish yeah <laughs> very well thought out <laughs> Yeah. Nice. All right. That's a good selection. And you're uh, bang on on the Crimea River Gosse. It is kind of has a sour taste to it. It's got a little tartness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not like full on sour. It should be a little sour. salty. Yeah, kind of. No, no. Yeah. But they're re they're good. They're not like a punch you in the mouth sour. No. But uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to kind of lead into this episode, this topic, I guess, too, and just say, you know, Mike, when you first sent that list to us, um, I mean, I, did, I didn't know all the songs on there. I didn't know all the artists on there. Um, and I thought that this is just like a curated 15 songs of like the baddest of what was back in the <laughs> 80s, right? So when yeah. I started doing yeah. research on it, I was like, okay, I I knew about this part of it, right? Like I knew the Tipper Gore part. I knew all of that, but I didn't connect the two until I started doing research on this topic. So it was good. It was a good topic to pick because it just kind of brought it back full circle, full circle for me. And then I was able to connect the dots and uh, yeah, and do and kind of some deep dives into it, which was good. 
Yeah, and it's a it, it's a cool topic because you can take it from so many different angles. Uh, you don't have to dig into individual songs on the list, and you can get into the the political side of things. The you know want to get into the the future effects. You know the 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 affecting waves kind of a deal. So um, it's a it's a pretty deep topic. I mean, we probably won't be able to cover everything in in such a short time but it's it's super interesting i got into pretty big deep dives and found some really cool videos and stuff that were that were pretty rad so i find it super interesting that it's such an eclectic mix yeah and it's not just like uh you know tipper gore just focusing tipper gore and her and her buddies just focusing on one genre right but the one genre that i feel like is missing here and this is almost like excuse me because you got those little, um, those little stickers once your your music was deemed inappropriate, right? Like, um, and that's where that came from—the yeah. parental advisory stickers. Exactly, and it's almost like a badge of honor. So I'm like, well, where's where's rap? Where's like, because this is '85, is it not? When this list was made, it was still technically too early. I mean, rap was starting to get big. But it wasn't as it wasn't as much of a household name. Wasn't as mainstream, or as, as or wasn't stuff. as much of a yeah. It wasn't touching the government yet, kind of thing. Right. But some of the stuff, I'm like, yeah, uh, of course, this would have been on the radio. But then there's some other stuff like Venom. I'm like, how did Venom make this? Yes, yeah, that's pretty obscure for for that group of women to to dig into. And I, from what I found out, it's it's they handpicked all these songs it's not like this is the worst of the worst but they this is what they kind of dug up so it yeah right. it just seems very random going yeah. from prince uh, to sheena easton to wasp to to def leppard to acdc like it's just kind of all over the place dirty so. def lep yep. yeah uh it's <laughs> <laughs> a great song <laughs> I, that whole album was good i think it it's funny that Prince kind of shows up on this list like three times though, right? Like he shows up on his on his own, right? He shows up in the like Sheena Easton song. He shows up in the Vanity, you know, with the Purple Rain connection. Like he's he's on this list yep. three times, kind of not on purpose, but kind of on purpose, right? So, um, yeah. I I love that that he's just kind of you know there, you know, just there. But um, feel there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I, when I started doing research on this, I kind of started with the three testimonies and I wanted to watch those three yeah. testimonies in their entirety and the, like the, the most that I could find right of those videos. So I started with D right. Snyder and I started yeah. with, with his and his was so good, man. Like he, he's like, I don't know who called, uh, our manager and asked me to come and speak at this. Uh, but he's like, I got the message. He's, he said, you know, I, I was, I was chosen to carry this flag into battle. And he was like, hell yes. He's like, I'm going to do that. Right. So he shows up to the hearing. He looks, you know, his hair is all teased out. He's wearing his like tightest jeans. He's got a jean jacket <laughs> yeah. on, right. He looks like D Snyder, looked like D Snyder, yeah. 1984. Right. And he pulls out his speech, which is in his back pocket and crumpled like 50 times. And he just like kind of you know smooths that out on the table and then starts just like spitting fire at these guys and it's fantastic to watch them just squirm and they have no idea because yeah. i think they 
they they wanted to get this guy in because he was like this big rock buffoon that they thought they could just posterize right there on the spot and be like, yeah, well, check this out, right? And he'd be like, uh... But instead, he just turned the tables <laughs> on him and completely owned the entire thing, right? And the funny thing is, too, that I found out in one of those videos is... Sorry, I'm talking so much on this, but um, he they asked him to pre-submit what he was going to say at the, <laughs> at the thing. So he was like, no, he's like, show me yours. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to be doing that. He's like, then you don't get it. Then it doesn't happen. He's like, or I'm not coming. And they're like, oh, it's fine. Just come and say what you got to say. And then completely yeah. lambasted him, right? So... Yeah. yeah, come in here, you you dumb mouth breather, and then he comes in this, you know, highly educated, yeah. you know, he's got all his facts and everything just rock solid. Yeah, yeah. And and Twisted Sister's making a ton of cash during that time because D's in his peak, and, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna take it. <laughs> but really, I mean, at that point, he had to do something because it was so terrifying the idea of this censorship to a lot of bands because you look at with with Twisted Sister I mean basically they had just come out or they had just you know D's career was just starting for the most part I mean they they came from a long line of of touring and bar bands and doing the doing the grind but as soon as they started getting notoriety then this floods in you know and if, if this would have affected things in a very negative way, it could have shut down his whole career. So it's awesome that he stepped up. I mean, when, when he gets in there and they start selling albums, and then as soon as this whole parental advisory thing passes, you know, you got huge sellers like Kmart and, and, and these big, big, you know, box stores that are either refusing to, to carry these albums or hide them from people, right? So... But there's a little bit of irony in this, and I don't know oh, yeah. if you guys found. Um, so, Twisted Sister, they were pretty big on the East Coast, and they sort of toured up and down. And their big thing was um, disco's dead, and mm -hmm. they like did all of these like crazy stunts where they like destroyed disco records and stuff, and had all these banners in the bars like before they played, and so they were like kind of you know behind the censorship of i guess disco and calling for that to end and then they find themselves on the other side where like people are questioning their lyrics and maybe there was like the image part maybe that was more the stuff that like these people were after because it was quite like i mean they were like as far as like the glam rock they pushed it like way to the edge yeah but um yeah, they over were over the top, kind of doll, girl doll makeup. And, yeah, 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 exactly. And like almost brutal, like brutal, like beauty. I don't know how you would describe it, but <laughs> I just find it like really ironic that these these guys who are just like all about like expressing and doing whatever the fuck they want and we're not going to take it. And yet they called for the end of disco. So. Well, anyway. disco was kind of on its way out anyway. I mean, once, sure, but. once you know, the only thing that really kept disco going was the cocaine. So it was just <laughs> good background music for all the blow that was happening in the 70s, and right? The Bee Gees. So, and the Bee Gees, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you know what's funny? I, I haven't seen very many, you know, quote unquote celebrities or famous people in public before. I, I like I haven't had very many of those. Um, but Dee Snyder is one guy that I did see in public. I saw him in uh, New York City. No way. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, I saw I saw him, and it was awesome. It was just like this kind of perfect moment, and he was just kind of getting into a cab, but then somebody's like, Dee Snyder, and he's like, see, man, and then jumped into the cab, and <laughs> it was awesome. It's awesome. Obviously, hair, like, pulled back, right? Oh, and yeah, like, like, this is, yeah. Wearing Lee jeans and you know black Lee jeans yeah. and you know cowboy boots yeah. and you know toned right down, oh, yeah. pulled right back and you know that's it. Right on. Uh, and then Zappa's interview. I watch Zappa's interview next, and oh, that was solid. Yeah. Yeah. He was fantastic again, and laid it all out. Yeah, right and. He was like this kind of the smart one out of all of those guys, it seemed like, when he was speaking to them. Oh, right? yeah. Um, but they also said D. Snyder, I, there was a serious XM interview with him. And they said, like, did you ever meet John Denver? Because John Denver was the other guy who came to speak, right? And uh, Really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know and, that. And uh, he's like, well, he's like, Frank and I talked backstage. Or he's, he called it backstage, but like before they went on to the do the to do it right and uh, he's like we didn't talk to john denver and he's like we thought he was gonna like go the other way so everyone yeah. did so we're like we didn't huh. know if he was gonna be like no we i completely <clears throat> agree with you we need to have the censorship right but he's like he went out there and absolutely owned it and uh, he's like i never got a chance to shake his hand i never met him um but he's like i wish i did so yeah and they they called too. The other thing I had to, was that Denver was the heart, Zappa was the brains, and uh, D was the strength, and that's kind of what put it all, yep. it all together. It was like it was like the perfect combination of when their powers combined. They, <laughs> you know, interesting. Yeah. And it's funny that they picked those people, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, which is totally yeah, bizarre. They didn't offer it up, but. You know, no. and I think that they were looking for stuff, right? They were going to look, they were hunting for that kind of stuff. I think that's why like bands like Venom came up because they were looking for trying to find the most vile, you know, insane thing where they can be like, yeah, we'll check this out. Look at what we found. Venom, right? right? Yeah. This is about the occult. occult. Yeah, like... This is real bad stuff. Well, that was that was kind of cool. Uh, that that was kind of a thing too, where they had their they had their list of the artists and the songs, and then they had their own side rating where they would have it uh, designated to letters. So you had an X for uh, profane or sexually explicit. You had an O for occult. You had a D slash A for drugs and alcohol, and you had a V for violence. <laughs> so they, for yeah. the for the most part, they were they were going after. I guess lyrical censorship, but then you look at the album cover work and you look at, um, yeah, it's it's just so bizarre because there was so much. It, it was more of a a misinformation campaign, it seemed, than anything. So I mean, there, oh, there, yeah. you've you've got uh, Tipper Gore going out there and talking, you know, to parents and, and preaching that to them that you know these are all horrible, awful things, and it. it there, there's bits and pieces, I guess, but for the most part, it's it's not the government's place to do that. When it comes down to, it should be the parents' place, and to try and guide your kids. I mean, when when she's talking that she picked up Purple Rain, 
and uh you know the the first one was you know prince uh darling nikki and that was the thing that kicked it right off where she was completely offended and and shocked but i mean when when you're picking up a prince album you should know that there's some sort of sexual something behind it you know and why would you buy that for your what was she like nine that her daughter kind of thing <laughs> and that's what kicked it off yeah that's what you know incited her rage on the whole thing and right got her pushing to to change things the so. inside of that record because i I, owe, I own that i own that record and there yeah. is on the sleeve is on one side is the like uh uh, you know, when doves cry, just like the one like single teardrop, like that drawing. But on the other side is Prince, like arching his ass up on a bed that is like, and his ass is just barely covered by this uh, like sheet. It's like, but you can kind of see a little bit of crack, but like super, yeah. su you know, suggestive. And, and, right. So, I mean, come on. What do you think you're getting into? Right. Like. And it wasn't Prince's first album, so you have sure. to have some sort of idea of what this guy's about. See, I, that's that seems a bit contrived to me that like she just like unknowingly picked up a Prince album and didn't yep. know what she was getting into. I think yep. to me this looks like um, some sort of blacklist because like some of them by today's standards are, I would say, excessive. Like uh, even the ACDC song, like the melody's cool, but like it's a little forceful. Um, they're a very dirty, dirty band and I can totally see that. Sure. But I mean, like some of these are like, you know, they're suggesting like sexual violence, rape, whatever. It's really up to the listener to interpret it, but like some of it's pretty, like, it's pretty candid. And like, I think that definitely deserves some debate where like Cindy Lauper, she bop. I mean, that's a stretch. There's a few of those you know, that are their like, stretches on there. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, they, I don't know, like, I, I guess I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys when I was doing the research on it, I, I wanted to see, get your opinion as to whether or not you thought that the parental advisory sticker was in the end a good idea or not. And kind of a follow-up question to that is when you went to the record store to go pick out a CD, did it pique your interest more when you saw the parental advisory sticker on the CD or the cassette? Definitely. It Definitely. made you want that album more. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the forbidden kind of, you know, you can't have this, so this is what I want. And I mean, it's, it, it helped me pick out a lot of great albums Absolutely. at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. It was a badge of approval. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as a child of the eighties, Mike, like, my parents bought me Appetite for Destruction when I was in grade five. So it didn't yeah. do anything for them. Yeah. Right. They probably didn't even notice. They probably didn't even know this whole thing was going on, right? Yeah. yeah. And like when I was a kid, I thought that the parental advisory sticker just meant that there was swears. This album yeah. has yeah. swears. I didn't think of like content and like, you know, the things that they have that they kind of go for stretches on this on this list, right? But... I think it kind of goes back to what you mentioned, Mike, and the parental involvement on that, right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. found a good quote, again, going back to Dee Snyder, where he was talking about, um, he said, everything I, re I represented stood for and said back then I have lived and stand by today. 
So he said, as a parent, I monitored what my kids listened to. When my kids wanted to listen to Eminem, I listened to the album and talked about it with my kids and used it as a forum for discussion, right? Like, this is hands-on parenting and everything I stood for. That was basically his quote on it, right? So, And that's how it yeah, should be. Right? Like, that's yeah. just, that's how it goes. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, what a way to make something more appetizing than make it, like, you know, it's like the cookie jar. You want you want to put your hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. You want you want to get that cookie. And like, I remember when I was a little kid, my parents were sleeping. I'd like grab the butter from the fridge and just eat butter because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do that. Same thing with the sugar bowl, right? I just like get that sugar bowl, get a spoon, and just fucking eat sugar because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do it. But like, I wanted to do it. So and super fucking Christmas <laughs> and super Christmas. <laughs> but it's like it's weird because it was something that didn't seem like it was completely thought out. It was like a, a it was a campaign, obviously, but like what were their true intentions behind it? I don't think it was just like censoring things that had to deal with like sex violence and you got to meet all the artists, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> that was the, right. that was the, the lure maybe, you know, she got to meet D Snyder. She got to meet Frank Zappa. John Denver came in What's through it? there. Right. Well, it's funny too. I mean, when when you look back at the artists prior to that, with Elvis being banned for shaking his hips, yeah, and you know you've got the Beatles and all their drug songs, and you've got you know this this super long list. I mean, where you know it it's always been around and it will always be around in whatever form. Um, I I don't think it should have been a solid parental advisory system, but. I, I kind of agree with with an age range anyway. You know, you, you shouldn't be buying this for a, a four-year-old or a seven-year-old or a, you know, they have to be at a certain mental capacity to be able to process it, right? I think but, so, yeah. And it comes down to parental at that point. I mean, there's, there's some songs that I want to listen to and that I've always kind of, you know, I've listened to for that past... 20 30 years that i can't listen to around my kids because it's just not quite right yeah and i think but sure. when but when they're 14 or 15 sure yeah. let's sit down and let's talk about it yeah. right and i think of like another medium of art and i think of movies right and i think of movies and movies have mm -hmm. a rating right i know that i'm not going to take my kid into this movie because of x y and z that's going to happen right same thing goes right. for music, right? If you don't have a way to sample it or know anything about it before going in, you have to be able to know that this is not going to be appropriate for your child. So I get that. Yeah. Right. Ratings. I like that so, idea more than a parental advisory sticker. Right. Right. Yeah. It should have been more like the, like the video game and movie industry became later yeah. on. Like they should have fine tuned it to a, uh, you know, 15 plus mm -hmm. or PG yeah. or, that sort of thing. That would make more sense. So was this just like the awkward attempt at establishing some sort of rating system for music? Because like they had it for for movies already, right? Like you had your R, your PG-13, that stuff. But music had not had a rating system up until this point, right? And it was just mm -hmm. like an awkward first stab at it, maybe. Yeah. Like kind of feels like that, yeah. Like maybe the PMRC were just a little overzealous, but in the end they got their rating system. So 
mm-hmm. you know, oh, this talks about the occult. Maybe not for my kid. <laughs> yeah. Or perfect for my child. <laughs> I'll keep that yeah. for me, <laughs> but not for my kid. Yeah. This is going to be sweet yeah. when they go to bed. Yeah. We're right yeah. into our plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So favorite songs. Oh, sorry, Mike. Did we answer your question? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, Dude, that's good because I feel it the same way, right? Like it was, a, it was an allure in the record store to go and grab that parental advisory sticker because you knew that that, oh, that music was probably going to be angry in some form or another and that's probably what you were looking for so yeah yeah behind that right so you know a mix with other yeah. things it wasn't just all driven by the sticker but it was definitely a nice little shining gold star on it right oh yeah, yeah. so like this uh, yeah and I, I yeah i yes you did answer my questions thank you very much nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. okay F- favorite songs on this interesting list top through to top three well it's it's a really cool it's a cool list i mean there's a lot of good songs on there for you know every genre from the pop to the metal to the rock that they decided to to pursue i mean most of these songs and bands i like so it's it's hard to pick out i mean and and even going to the Def leopard one where you know i didn't put a lot of time into that album but after the fact, from doing a front to back, it's like this is a good album. Yeah, um, and it, it's hard to. It's that's another tough song to see why it's on that list. I mean, it's pretty vague. I think because he says hi. I don't know. It's weird. But it comes down to the doors. Yeah, you know, maybe couldn't get much higher, kind yeah, of thing. Right? I mean, what? Girl, we couldn't get much know. better. We couldn't get much better. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Sullivan. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know what? I couldn't give Judas Priest the, you know, the time of day. Yeah, I always thought they were just they just weren't my, my you know whatever. Yeah, but um, great song, and like yeah, yeah great song. It and it, it makes me want to listen to a little bit more Priest. That's for There's sure. A lot of good stuff, man. Yeah. I don't know. You, you kind of reason, only I'm, need like two albums, but right, yeah. I I think there's like what you what, what you see, what you listen to is what you get with Priest, but right. um, it was good. Even just get British Steel and and you're yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, Venom was a hard listen though. I like a lot of I, I like I like a lot of Venom, but it's it's one of these things where you have to be in the. It's really cool. Like I've always listened to Venom as more of. Uh, background music blaring while i'm doing other things sure it's not something i want to focus on but it's you know a lot of the a lot of that style i just kind of put on and crank up when i'm doing other stuff around the house or yeah 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 i know i agree with you mike like there's lots of bands that i'm into on this list so it was (laughs) it was you know no big deal uh for some of these but uh you know, like I said at the beginning, I love, I've always loved Prince and, uh, you know, yep. and yeah. I mean, that song is on, you know, one of my favorite albums. So, uh, it was, it was, it was good to see that on the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a good track, but, uh, the, the whole album as a whole is, is, is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, definitely that one. 
but there's there's quite a few on there where um you know it was good to go back to some of them too that I hadn't listened to in a while so uh yeah it was it was good it was good doing research on this one no doubt and fucking Dio man <laughs> I, li- <laughs> I totally just again disregarded that whole era of Black Sabbath and like whatever i i know you know a lot of people are like why the fuck not dio was the best but it is good it's good it, i mean it's a different kind of black sabbath right you guys just the internet's cut no dude edit this oh yep okay at this portion now yeah, i I'm cut out a little earlier here. too but i wasn't talking Galdarn, can you hear me now you glitched yeah. but yeah. Shit. Come on, internet. Get him the paddles. Get him the paddles. <laughs> yeah. Clear. Got that same fucking look on his face. <laughs> uh, this is a nice little intermission. I kind of like this. We should do this every time. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Go do, to the do. lobby first. Can you hear me? Yep. Ah, intermission. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, Dio. I don't know, but it was pretty deep, and I'm um, I'm sorry I missed it. You guys were all frozen and just, I thought you guys were just staring at me like I was talking about <laughs> fucking like nonsense. <laughs> and I was like, Dio, you know, Black Sabbath? Like that, that time. That's what you were talking about. You were talking about Black Sabbath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys were just. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about again. That happens. <laughs> You're glitching out again. Son of a- we we got to see your frozen face again. Yeah, I gotta figure. <laughs> you know what's weird? I've got a PC. Strict a pose. I've 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 done like a, an internet speed test, and it's like twice as good on the PC yeah. than it is on the Mac. Weird. Yeah, don't know. All right. Well, if this continues, then I'll just like shut my uh, video down. Are you gonna keep talking about Dio and Black Sabbath? Well, fuck. I, <laughs> I want to know what you yeah. said about Dio, man. You the can't, like, not gone. now. No, no. You can start gone. it all again. Three, two, one. All right. Go. So, you know that time when Dio was in Black Sabbath? That one time, yep. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, <laughs> I totally <laughs> I totally didn't listen to Black Sabbath when that was the case, but, like, this song was pretty good. I mean... It's a different Black Sabbath. That's what I was saying. It's a different yeah. Black Sabbath for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I liked it. It makes me want to listen to more Dio. Dio was was so good, man. And even Black Sabbath Dio, it's I, I go back and forth between between Ozzy and Dio being, you know, my top genre or my you know top era, I guess. I like right. I like when they when he they switch to more of the the sword and sorcery and the falsetto. The, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and yeah, and more stories and in-depth stories and adventures and I don't know. I thought it was 
it was a cool little pivot for the time. So, and then his solo <laughs> stuff was it's a cool little exactly. <laughs> that's the thing, man. That's that's what it was. I mean, it didn't change a lot. No, no, no music didn't change a lot, yeah. but the subject matter yeah. changed when when you go from Geezer writing all the lyrics to Dio writing all the lyrics. That's a big shift, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it uh, was Bill Ward still on the drums because that was really different too. It's uh, really for a little fun. while he was for I think for Mob Rule he Rob Mob Rules he was rules. right. Oh, I still remember but that song. Tony Iommi is oh, like. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's Tony Iommi, right? Like, oh, definitely. That is like you can tell, but like the the drumming was like a little, little speedier. There was a little double kick in there, and um, yeah, definitely with uh, with Dio, just like the falsetto, yeah, singing. Well, what were you going to say, Mike? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I always think uh, uh, Maximum Carnage on Super Nintendo. I used to, I used to oh, play yeah. the game and it had uh, <laughs> the, the beginning, the opening to that. When you like flick it on, it was the mob rules, um, but done by Green Jelly. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. It was, 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 we should do a Super Nintendo. Ooh, yes. Yeah, episode. or like your chosen. Down. Okay, so you had, Dane, you had Genesis uh, and yeah. the Amiga computer, which was always fun. And yeah. Mike, what was you, what did you have? Uh, Sega Master yeah, System. I had that too. What the fuck is that? I had that too. Uh, yeah. You never had the Sega Master System? Was that the that CD-ROM? Very... No. No, no, that was Sega CD. Was Sega like Master System came out. A little after NES came out. Oh, that so was... So Sega Master System was the big wide console with... with it had cartridge. Stripe. There was like a... Yeah, so it had the it had the top loading cartridge, and then it had these little mini little cards that you can slide into the front. Yeah. Right. It was rad. You must have yeah, played it when you came over to my house, Dane, because I had it when I was like eight. I think so. Didn't you have like Top Gun or something like that? Yeah, Maybe Top that was Gun Peter was Alvarez. on there. And there was two built-in games in yeah. that too. It kind of came with two built-in right. games. Yeah. There was Outrun and yeah. something. Uh, was Golden Axe on there? Remember Golden Axe? Golden Axe was uh, on there. The Golden first Golden Axe, Axe yeah. yep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. And it wasn't It wasn't Top Gun. It was Afterburner. Afterburner. That's it. That's go. it. That's the one. Jeez. That's the one. There you go. Bam. Okay, so you had Sega Master System, and what else? Uh, Sega Master System was all I owned, but I had a buddy that lived across the street from me, and his parents didn't have a lot of love for him, so they just bought him everything. They had money and shit, but no time for him, so he had all the toys and all the video games. So in turn, I had all the video games and all the toys. So he had every, every <laughs> he had every system, every single one that came out, every. Every new generation of whatever. Wow. NES, Super NES. Uh, uh, I stopped hanging out with them before <laughs> N64 came out. You but didn't buy N64 like a year. And, not, I'm not being your friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, he, that's it. I'm out. Great. No, I ended up... pool and a trampoline. I ended up or? moving. Oh. <laughs> there, was no, there was no pool. There was no pool, but there was there was other things. Fucking so. video games. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yep. 
I remember that friend who had a pool. Oh, it's just like, man, there's a, there's a house down here that's got a pool and it's like 39 <laughs> degrees outside. You just hear this, ah, yeah, splashing into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, and I got, I can't complain. I got air conditioning, but when you like sit outside and you hear that, that it's just like, wow. Oh man. Wow. Dude, get your shovel and start yeah, digging. No kidding. You'll have a pool by next yeah. year. Right. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to be prepared for next year. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, good topic, Mike. That was a good choice. And thanks for bringing her back for me because it was, uh, I didn't know that was what that was until I looked it up. So it was, uh, it was fun to do a dive on that one. Totally. The, the thing that, you know, it, it, it's touched every basically every album since i mean not that anybody buys cds or albums for the most part anymore so it's it's kind of a kind of a a dead point now but uh you know it changed a lot so well and yeah and the, sorry the last thing i just want to say too is i noticed on some of our episodes we've got the explicit e on it uh in spotify so like do you have to click that yes. off in order to, uh, you do hey okay interesting I have to I have to turn it on for explicit or not. Right. So there's a little bit of the uh of Tipper Gore maybe right there that they have to It's interesting put an e yep. next to your, yeah, your episode, right? Or your or your song, whatever it is. So. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right on. Do you wanna end it there? Do 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 